0: Please keep in mind that past performance is not indicative of future
1: performance. Today's episode is part of our financial resilience mission here at Rask Australia. Our mission at Rask is to help
0: build up the financial resilience of every Australian and Kiwi, and to do that, we need your help. The definition of resilience, according to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, is the capability of a strained body to recover its size and shape after deformation caused especially by compressive stress or an ability to recover from or adjust easily to misfortune or change.
1: So how does that relate to financial resilience? Financial resilience is all about having the resources and tools that you need to overcome financial setbacks in your life. So what are we doing to achieve this mission?
0: We provide free financial education courses for all Australians at RESC Education.
1: We're also calling on Aussies and Kiwis who have overcome financial challenges and want to inspire others on their journey.
0: If you've paid down 20k of debt, or maybe even more, or if you've come back from unemployment, dealt with domestic and financial abuse, even if you've made a million dollars, whatever your financial Everest was or is, we want to hear how you climbed it and how you overcame it. We're also producing high-quality financial news and information on our sites at RAS Media, Best ETFs, and RAS Education.
1: We're running an online community that you can join for everyone to share their financial highs and lows with each other because we know how important it is to have a community when you're trying to improve your own personal finances. We're hosting
0: events, or we've hosted events, and we plan to host a lot more, as well as workshops that will help you build your financial skills and connections in the community.
1: And we're also employing individuals at RASC Australia who live by our values and are committed to improving the financial lives of others.
0: So what can you do to help us with this mission? The first thing you can do is volunteer to share your story of overcoming financial challenges and building financial resilience. You can do that and you can share your story with us by using a Google form. You'll see the link in the description for this episode that will take you to a Google form where you can share your details with us.
1: We'd also love if you encouraged your friends, family and colleagues to take one of our free financial courses at Rask Education, because that's a great way to help build financial resilience within your community.
0: And finally, please consider joining our Facebook group where you can learn from others, you can share your experiences or your opinion, and you can build connections with other Australians taking control of their financial futures. We'll put a link in the description.
1: So without further ado, here's today's fantastic listener story.
0: Kate, welcome to this episode of the Australian Finance podcast.
1: Good to be back on.
0: Today we have another very special episode. We have a listener story. So the fellow who is speaking with us today and sharing his story has been very candid and he's going to share some things that I think a lot of people will experience probably in a different guise or or what have you, but the person we've got today is a fellow by the name of Jeff. So welcome Jeff. Hey guys, how's it going? Very good, thanks mate. Very good. Kate and I received your email when you submitted your story, and from what I can tell, it's kind of just like a whirlwind thing. Like it's it's like everything was going okay, and then this thing happened. So it's going to be a pretty pretty cool story for people and a journey for them to go on. Why don't I just throw it over to you then? And throughout your story, we might even interrupt you, be so rude, and ask some questions if uh, if we need to. But why don't we just throw it over to you and just you know explain how things came to be and, and what happened?
2: Yeah, no worries. So yeah, I, I guess 2020 has been absolute well wound for everyone. I consider myself in my current situation to be incredibly lucky given everything that has happened. You know, a lot of people have been made redundant, lost jobs, um, and separated from partners, all the rest of it. So my situation is very unique, very first world problems, I guess you'd call. But I guess the reason that I, I wrote into you guys was even though I am in a position where I'm you know, earning a substantial salary. A very secure employment throughout this year of several things happened that I ended up falling trapped to credit card debt. And that sort of spiraled out of control through a, a, a sequence of events that occurred from sort of midway through the year, early ish in the year, I guess you'd say. And, you know, never had a, a credit card before this year. It was uh, frightening to, to see the, when I look back, the change in the, the mental mindset that, that occurred. That allowed me to transition that far into credit debt. So I guess, in short, you know, maybe two months ago, I, I it hit the penny dropped. I guess where I realized that I had uh, two credit cards maxed out for a total of about 25k, with a car loan sort of sitting there at about 10k. Yeah, it, it just just penny drop, and it just went, wow, I've got to do something about it. So
0: in what you said to us, um, if we go back to say like 2018. Yeah. You said you subscribed to the Barefoot Investor and things seemed to be going pretty good at that time.
2: Yeah, I guess. So 2018, I think I graduated university as an engineer in 2016, 2017, somewhere around there. I was earning, you know, I I started as a graduate on about 100K salary. So yeah, I'm on good money. I always have been. I've been working sort of in the mines and FIFO for a number of years now. So 2018, I was still sort of living paycheck to paycheck and then I my I think my parents gave me a copy of the Barefoot um investor, the, the the first book he did, and I just became fixated, um not fixated, but just very intrigued in how how much I didn't know. And I guess I, I started going down a path of doing all these steps from start to finish, changing my super over, built up the emergency fund, started selling sacrificing to super and then yeah, I started investing. And that sort of continued out through 2019, and then I I started listening to you guys. A lot of the early stuff is very similar between yours and Barefoot's, and yeah, so 20 2018 19, everything was going very smooth sailing, very comfortable, very comfortable sort of in my financial position, and I was learning a lot more from as as someone that had no finance background before. And then yeah, 2020, I mean, I was living with a partner to begin with at the beginning of the year. That relationship sort of fell apart. And the rest of the year has been a whirlwind since then. Uh, And I'm still sort of recovering and finding my feet from that. So that's, that was a big part of, of how everything unfolded. It was also due to work and a change in my sort of short term to medium term life goals. And I'll I'll speak about that, I guess, a bit later. But yeah, so so up until beginning of this year, I was very confident in my financial situation. Uh, And this year has been a a kick in the ass,
0: really. We'll get to the next part of the conversation and what happened, but reflecting on it now, are you, Concerned, or were you surprised? Are you surprised at how quickly you went from everything's pretty good on track, and then holy shit! Like what's happened? Like it, it was
2: a twelve-month a span that everything occurred across. While when you look back and you go, Jesus, that that happened in one year. There was a sequence of events, and throughout that time period, I was trying to adapt and find the best solution at the time. I thought I was doing the right thing, and I thought I had control, and then it it really hit. Late this year that I didn't, that I needed to make some sudden changes and, and I did that. Um, and I'm now I'm, I'm credit card free. So in, in sort of two and a half, three months, I completely wiped it off. And that's, that comes back to, you know, I'm in a very solid financial situation with work, um, in my employment. And I'm forever grateful that I am because if I wasn't, God knows where I'd be sitting right now because it was very quickly a very slippery slope.
1: And I think that's that's one thing that sort of appears in a lot of stories. When you're down in the trenches, making those day-to-day decisions, you can sometimes make the decision that maybe isn't the best for you. But then once you have the chance to look back and have hindsight, you can kind of step back and go, oh, this is what I should have done instead. But it's very hard at the time.
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's um, incredibly difficult to, to have that biggest perspective and the opportunity cost that comes from making those decisions and and look back and go, well, I could have done this so differently and save myself a lot of money in the process by just taking more time to do things. I think that was the big thing with the credit card, the line of credit. You know, As soon as you open that floodgate and you have that ability to, to make purchases quicker, thinking, oh, I'll just pay for it next month, it's a very quickly compounding effect. All of a sudden, realize, oh, shit. I can't pay it off next month. Now it's the month after, but I'm already thinking about putting more things for next month, and and it just on and on it goes.
1: Yeah, and some of the the danger mm-hmm. of having like a really a high paying job and a secure income is the banks are often willing to give you a very big credit limit.
2: Is that something that happened to you? Absolutely. Um, so I guess you know I had two credit cards. Right, I applied for them pretty much in the same week. Because so in my head I was wanting to five purchases that I was always, always going to put the money and spend the money at that at time. So I figured, you know, I get the credit cards, I get the Qantas frequent flyer points. Mm. Um, I have a holiday at the end of it paid for, you beauty. So I got two credit cards. One was for about five grand. One was for about 16. Zero checks or balances after I gave my salary in. And I think I got approved within a day. So they were absolutely willing to give me that line of credit. Not that I needed that much, but I didn't change that limit either. So I could have reduce that so I, I couldn't max out that much but didn't and then that happened so
0: so what happened then at the beginning of 2020 can you describe kind of how life changed and what, how that resulted in getting to where you were
2: I guess I had a fairly uh, long-term partner at the beginning of the year we were living together. Then that relationship broke down very suddenly. She sort of moved back to her parents. And then I found myself requiring some time off work to to get my head straight. So within, I think, three days, I found myself on a plane over to Vancouver. And I went skiing in February uh, for about three weeks in Whistler. And if you think about the time period that that was, COVID had just sort of kicked off. It was building a momentum in Mm. Asia sort of area. It hadn't quite spread at that point in time. I basically took off to Whistler with about four days' notice, booked flights last minute, not caring what the price was, because I was very confident in my financial situation. It didn't bother me to just tell work, well, work Mm. said you need time off and go, and I'm forever grateful for them for that, because when your head isn't in the game, you need to take that time and reevaluate. So I took off to Vancouver, went skiing for three weeks, spent all my savings. Absolutely everything, and this was after late last year buying a four wheel drive with the intention of travelling within Australia and WA with my partner at the time while she was finishing her uni. So I'd bought a very expensive four wheel drive the in October 2019. I'd also gone on two, international, three international holidays that year mm-hmm. with her to different places. Uh, beginning of yeah 2020, took off to Vancouver, mm-hmm. spent all my savings, flew back in. I think the week after the market crashed. So. In that regard, I was very lucky because I'd actually sold a lot of my shares to buy the four wheel drive huh. at, a, at a very good price, at a very good share price. And I'd, I'd made a, a very, quite significant gains from that. So thanks for a couple of your recommendations, Owen, a couple of years ago um, for, for a couple of things. But anyway, <laughs> so I didn't have any shares. I wasn't impacted by the crash. Hmm. And then I was working FIFO to Adelaide. Prior to this, prior to everything happening for a mining company over there, was contacted over to there. So I was, I was working Monday to Friday, flying back and forth. And basically I flew back into Perth from mm-hmm. Vancouver. I did, I think, one swing over to Adelaide after res- uh, resuming work as normal. And then, uh, basically work said flights across Australia are coming, uh, uh, looking like they're going to be cut short, cut mm-hmm. completely. You have either option of working remotely from Perth or uh, relocating over to Adelaide for a while. So I packed the ute and left, I think, 24 hours later um, and drove to Nullarbor. So lived over there for a while. I think the two weeks later, they closed the head office. So I ended up working from a, a hotel room for four months straight. So that was my 2020. Well, I mean, we're in full lockdown. So I think it was isolating for everyone. Um, but I think that's just been 2020 really for everyone. So I don't think it would have been any different sure. if I was in Perth to being over there. It was it was a bit of an adventure. I mean, Adelaide opened up a lot earlier than than most other places did. And then I was in a brand new city. I think I knew two people through work in the city. Yeah. So you know, I was doing a lot of exploring on my own. You know, exploring with my, with the four wheel drive. Lucky I had that over there, because hmm. I was in lockdown for uh, maybe two three months without really being able to do too much. Um, that this is right at the beginning of my time over there. I started tinkering with the Ute, and then that tinkering became upgrading that upgrading became full redesign and this is where the slippery slope began and, yeah, continued through to with the, the credit cards.
0: But was that because you were kind of looking for things to do? You're, dealing, you're still fresh in the memory was this breakup um, and you were just, was it just a good distraction?
2: Imagine like a big Lego set that and good? that's what yeah. it was. And I started adding this, cutting off that. <laughs> um, all of a sudden I was borrowing grinders from my mate and doing stuff that I never imagined I'd be doing to a four-wheel drive uh, 12 months before. And, you know, it was a lot of fun and I really enjoyed the process and I'm still doing all that stuff now. But yeah, it was definitely a distraction. So yeah, that's that's how it all sort of came about, I guess.
1: Mm, And so you got to a point where your paycheck that was coming in from your job wasn't covering all these Ute renovations, I'm guessing.
2: Yeah. I'm not going to go into the details just because it's a long story. But basically, I, I went to, to make one upgrade, which required a second. And then the second didn't quite work as I intended it to. And I had to do a big redesign. And then that big redesign was where the credit cards came in. And it was a, a very substantial upgrade in one hit. And I had to do it a lot quicker than I normally would have mm. Because at that point in time, I was kind of ready to move back to Perth and I wanted to, to speed this up. So it just sort of happened. And then I was like, well, I'll just you know, put it on the credit card and I'll pay it off later so I can get back to Perth. Because I think I'd be there for three, three and a half months by this point. I was just homesick and looking to be back with my family and all the rest of it. So yeah, that's pretty much the situation
0: of yeah, how that came to be. But it didn't stop there, right? You um, it wasn't just credit cards. Like you uh, you ended up getting some advice by the sounds of it, what you wrote in.
2: Yeah, so I guess my my way out was two two main things that not saved me, but definitely helped in speed up the the clearance of all this of all the credit card debt. I spoke to my tax accountant when I did my tax return this year, and he said, you know, if you've got this debt, why don't you look at pulling money out of your super? I was like, well, I don't think I qualify because of how much I earn. And he's like, Well, you had to relocate for COVID, so you definitely qualify. And I was like, Oh, okay, sweet. And so that's what I did. And because I pulled money out of my super I think in or October, the markets have recovered. I don't I can't actually see any hit now from that point. So it, it worked out very well because I wasn't pulling out I know you guys have spoken a lot about the impact everyone's long-term financial situation with super in in pulling out money you know early this year when the market had crashed
1: Mm.
2: but because I pulled out so much later and because I salary sacrificed to the 25k cap every year just automated or it's just automated through uh, my employer there's a much lesser hit I guess you'd say and I've been salary sacrificing for so long that it it kind of made a lot of sense so that cleared off a lot of it and then I had a a boat that I was looking to sell anyway and I got a a a, you know very unexpected offer on that about the right time and I was like, well, that makes sense. I'm looking to do more four wheel drive travel anyway and not really be able to use the boat. So sold that off, put that straight on the credit card and then I think the next month's salary paid it off. So, you know, it it, that was my saving grace, I'd say. And if I didn't have that situation or if I wasn't in continuous um, employment hmm. then you know it'll be a lot different
1: yeah so some of your the decisions you've made in 2018 2019 and some of the assets you had some of the money you put inside of super that actually sort of helped you get out of this in the end absolutely and I have pretty much all my finances automated my favorite thing telling people yes. to automate their finances
2: <laughs> 100% um, you know investing through you know the different you know the, the raises and, and that sort of stuff to, to automate things through that. I'm not going to go into all those, but yeah, those those decisions two years ago have definitely helped now, um, mm-hmm. to put
0: it short. It's, it's, it's kind of, I don't know, I'm just like imagining, you know, when you go in a hospital and you see that thing and it goes like, beep, beep, it was like with everything that you did, you're like on this perfect track where things were going right. And then all of a sudden there was this big bleep in like what your journey and you went straight into debt and then straight back out of it. Yeah, it
2: was a big dive and then the moment that I saw that I'd capped out or maxed out those two cards it was just like a a mindset switch and it was like nah, I'm better than this that was the point where I was like nah bang all this gone
0: now and do you think do you think you would have sold the boat if someone hadn't made you an offer like did you have it on like marketplace or were you actively trying to sell it i look i'd i'd made a <laughs> i'd put a, a very half
2: winded attempt of putting an email out to my sailing club going potentially looking at selling this, but I hadn't really put too much effort into it because I was kind of still umming and ahhing over it. But I'm glad I did now. Like looking back, it was the right decision and and my plans for, you know, 2021, 2022, I don't have time for the boat. So that'll come down the track. I mean, in short, I want to do a lap of of Oz. I've been building this boat, uh, this car now for 10 months, so damn, we're well going to use it. Um, to
0: put it short. <laughs> yeah, great. It's a thing. Boats, particularly, are an interesting one because they cost a lot of money and they get utilized very little. So they have like low utilization. So they end up costing a lot of money for the actual time you spend on them. I wonder that because uh, I mean, a lot of people don't have boats, but I feel like what you did is actually a really important step for a lot of people to think about, which is that if you are in that situation, Just look around you and see what you can do and what what assets you can liquidate. Right?
2: Absolutely. I mean, I think one of uh, Barefoot's first points in his book is to build up your emergency fund. Is look around your room and see what you aren't using, what clothes you're not wearing anymore, what you can sell at a market. You know, just any all the small bits add up. Mm. You know, like when you say you know boats deteriorate rather quickly um, and they don't get used much. I mean, this was a sailing boat, so it didn't deteriorate in value over the, the few years that I did have it by a substantial amount. So I, I, I didn't lose too much in equity from it. But they definitely, there's some serious upkeeps in them, which I'm, I'm glad I don't have to pay for anymore. So, but yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, you you, you get rid of what you don't need. I guess mindset in the last 12 months mm. is to really go towards a minimalistic, nomad sort of experience. I also moved back to my parents when all this sort of happened, when I was trying to get get rid of the, um, the credit card debt. And I'm also, you know, I'm working FIFO, and traveling on most of my breaks now. So there's no reason for me to have a unit that I'm renting. It's dead money. I'm never never there. Yeah. So moving back to the folks, putting some money into their mortgage instead and, you know, not paying someone else's makes a lot more sense and it saves a lot of money as well. So there was all those those things that all added up to allow me to get back to where I am now.
1: Yeah. And I'm also interested to know, did you did you go through all this alone or did you talk to anyone about the debt or like did you just keep it close to your chest the whole thing?
2: No, I kept it close to my chest. Yeah, you know, I I could have reached out to services and and help providers and all the rest of it. And there's a lot of support out there for this situation. But in my head, I was like, well, you made this mess, you know better. You're going to clean it up. Yeah, there was no ums and rings about it. It was it's now, and you're not getting back in the
0: situation again. So it's one of those things. And I feel like as an engineer, you're kind of wired to think that way. 100%. You you think problem fix. Like <laughs> yeah, the way I look at
2: everything, and it used to drive my my partner crazy, I get data and I analyze and I rationalize and I commit and that is pretty much how I went through this.
0: So do you feel that, because we call this the uh, Financial Resilience uh, Project, do you think that like your ability to manage your finances is, is better now that you've been through this? It was a real eye-opener
2: in terms of my personality that it can be quite not compulsive but um very very fixated on one thing at a time you know i i realize now that i need to be careful about that in the future in in anything i do and to make sure that i'm you know doing these bigger picture checks as i go yeah i think i answered your question before. yeah <laughs> may have gone off. yeah
1: so are there any specific steps you've put into place now maybe with a specific budget i know you mentioned automating to stop yourself going into this position again
2: one of the things that I think I'm not sure if you guys have talked about it in one of your segments or if it's barefoot, is um, paying yourself first, like making sure that my um, automated investments are, you know, done beginning of the month as soon as I get paid. um, That's all. I don't see that money basically. It goes straight into share investing, dollar cost averaging across, you know, 12 months each year is, as Alan's discussed multiple times at length, the best way to, to go about things. So that uh, getting back into that, because I, I, I completely stopped pretty much investing throughout this year because I was spending money elsewhere. So starting to, to look more at that long-term goal in doing that is definitely a, a big thing. I'm also looking at side hustle in some regards in terms of um, how I can, so I, I want to do this sort of you know, lap around Oz over the next you know, 12, 24 months, um, how I can sort of wing that in with Working still full time as a as an engineer, and monetizing. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm also into photography and videography and um, that sort of stuff. So, how I can sort of monetize all that as well in it and as a side hobby. Yeah, There's definitely a, a few things that I've started considering since all this has been happening. Going, how can I set myself up better so this doesn't mm-hmm. happen again?
1: I think overall, after going through everything you have and all your learning prior to 2020 as well, what is your main Lesson that you want people to take away from your story.
2: So I guess the the entire reason I called in or emailed in to you guys is, um, like, what are you, what your most what your listeners are listening to most that listen to you guys. It was a very young demographic. So, give in terms of the other other sort of playlists that people listen to, so given your young demographic that listen to this podcast, they're people that are generally either could be earning substantial wages in the future or already are, but are still quite young. This could happen to anyone, and my big sort of share would be to be very careful about the mentality cycle that you fall in because that was the thing that's that shocked me the most. and that also looking back in the last month or two since clearing this debt and how I now think about everything when I analyze a purchase, it's not oh, I'll just chuck it on to the card and I'll you know I'll get it next month. it's well hold on i've I've already invested this this month, you've got this left there's an opportunity cost and you can't get that credit again. So that's really the the big thing. Whereas before it was like, oh, I'll just chuck it on the card. You know, I'll get it next month. I'm, I'm fine. It's all good. Um, so that's the the big, I guess, message is to those who are young out there, nearly about to graduate or just graduated coming into some money, um, be very careful, that's all. I definitely won't be getting a credit card again, that's for sure.
0: That's great advice. (laughs) Mate, we really, really appreciate you coming on the show. We know a lot of these topics are sensitive and, and what have you, but we really, really appreciate you taking the time out and being so candid with everything. No worries, mate. Pleasure. Yeah, pleasure. Cool. Kate, as always, thanks for joining me. Thanks for listening.